Oh, when now? Yeah. Wow, cool. All right. Okay, we are oh. live. You might want to put your phone on silent. Can you put my phone on silent? <laughs> okay. Probably a good call. There we go. Okay, now we can play. <laughs> okay, so that's better. All right, welcome everybody. This is the fifth installment of Are You Comfortable with Nudity? Yes. I am Daniel Wilson. And I am Chris Smith. And today we have Kyle Valers. Did we say that right? What's up, guys? Yeah, uh, slightly butchered, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's Mate, I can't even pronounce my surname properly, and it's my surname. <laughs> it's, it's like a very, a very traditional Dutch surname, nice. which I think if you pronounce it correctly, it's Valers. Well, like a bit of an error. Valers. Like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> like a pirate. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, nice one. Well, I've had the name butchered <laughs> school, so... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, your background is, what is it again? Um, oh, my background is uh, one of many things. Um, I mean, I'm from Cape Town originally. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I've been just started off skating when I was young, doing graffiti, doing music production, eventually moved out of South Africa um, to travel and work and, and now I'm here in Europe. <laughs> I mean, I can give you guys a very deep backstory <laughs> later in the, in, the, in the episode, but that's sort of a summary of it. Yeah, yeah cool. All right, well, before, um, or before you get to all of that, um, are you comfortable with nudity? Yes, I am. Lucky. <laughs> like being nude, like being nude or like being around nude people or like all the above? I think all of the above. I think, um, yeah, I'm, I I grew up in like a house full of hippies. <laughs> um, I grew up around my mom watering the garden naked on a Saturday morning, you know, with her coffee for years. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, I've come from a pretty open-minded family um, and think I'm quite an open-minded person just in general. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, definitely comfortable with nudity for sure. Mm. It's funny. I was actually discussing uh, a few days ago with my girlfriend because here in France, there's like loads of nudity camps and beaches. Like there's a camp that you can go to that like is full nudity. So like it's, it's, it's created for nudists. So yeah. you can there and you can just be nude and like play ping pong with all the neighbors nude and all the other campsites. And like there's a bar that's just everyone's nude. It's like, <laughs> that's so cool. cool. So wait, in that situation, like in the nude camp, would uh, like say, I mean, because some of these things are uncontrollable, it would be getting an erection frowned upon. That I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I've always, be, I've always wondered about that because you know, surely like, it happens. I mean, yeah, like I get hard ons driving to work sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially in the mornings, you know? Yeah. The body's like rearing to... <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. You're out for breakfast, eating an omelette, and everyone's like, excuse me, sir, can you put that away? <laughs> That's why morning sex is uh, always I'm... the best sex. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I'm uh, currently 
living with my girlfriend and her parents at the moment, so that's not a common occurrence. Uh, thank, thank, thank you, COVID-19. Um, so, yeah. so we haven't actually uh, done an episode since COVID started, no. so uh, how, how is it over there in, uh, in Paris? Um, well, I'm actually a little bit south of Paris, south, like three hours south of oh. Paris, mm. so just in the northwest tiny little town called Elizabeth, um, population 30. Oh, uh, no, that's, that's <laughs> under exaggeration. That's a, it's a super small town. Um, and since I've been here, you know, if you're not watching the news every day, you could be living in a, a bubble mm. of sort of isolation and not you know the whole world's gone to shit. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been pretty chill for me in that sense. Um, France has definitely got like way more cases than ours. Mm. Um, like, like most parts of Europe, you know, it's pretty, it's like way past the, the point of like, maybe we should have a lockdown. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's try to live with this virus now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because just it, yeah, the cases have just exploded like all over Europe and globally, I guess. But, yeah. um, for me, it's been quite chill. I've just been, you know, doing my thing. Not really shooting at all much, um, but just editing loads, making producing music, and uh, just taking it easy and waiting it out. Um, just waiting for the borders to start easing a bit, so I can travel around Europe. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, um, was there uh, like was there a, a pretty solid lockdown where you are, or did they not even bother and, like you said, kind of just decide to live with it? No, there was a very solid lockdown. So basically, you were unable to leave the house without a letter, mm. like at all. Um, mm. So you need to have a letter. They catch you on the streets without a letter, 30,000 euro fine or Jesus. maybe even more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you had to have a letter just to go to the shops. Like if they see you outside on the road or in your car, they pull you over to roadblock or whatever. You need a, like, you need a, a, re a good reason for why you're not inside your house. So yeah, it was intense. Um, How do you do your shopping? But me not, you've got to fill out your letter. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. So you, yeah, you download, download these little like forms um, online or they send them out in the local newspaper or whatever. Um, or you can just take a photo of an old one, but you need to have like a, a valid reason, you know, showing, to show to the police. Right. Wow. And is that registered so, with the government or like... What, how, where does that go? Is it just like a piece of paper with writing on it? Like, Yeah, it's just, well, it's like a, an official piece of paper from the government. Oh, uh, yeah, um, okay. Yeah. It's like writing your own that, school that, note. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, they just sent out to everyone and you can download it online and you just have to fill it out. It's just one of those things, I guess. Um, it's a good way to do it, yeah. I reckon, because over here we're in lockdown, but there's still fucking people everywhere. Like, Guys buying fish everywhere. It's insane. It's just like our lockdowns are just mediocre compared to some other parts of the world. And I think if it had it on, if it had it been locked down properly right from the start, then we'd be in abolished. a much better position. It would be abolished by now. like New Zealand did. Yeah, they they smashed it. So mm. anyway, yeah, and look. Over here, um, if you're walking, you can't enter a shop. You can't enter any public facility um, without having a mask on. Wow. Like, 
at all. They won't let you in if you don't have a mask. Um, there's a few like restaurants and stuff that you need to arrive with a mask. If you order something from the bar, you need to be wearing a mask. Um, but like if you're sitting at the table, then it's sort of okay. Yeah. If you have your own table. All the tables are like super spread apart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, entering like, you know, uh, just any old cafe or shop or whatever, you have to have a mask. And like, if you don't, you know, use the little like automatic, like, uh, uh, sanitizer dispense on the way in, yeah. they're like, you know, keep your <laughs> fucking good old look. Like, Hey bro, you got to like sanitize those hands of yours before hitting in here. We don't serve your kind around here. You better sanitize those hands. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, dude. So, Actually, do you guys yeah, have they're, uh, they're any shortages at the supermarkets, like toilet paper or anything of the sort? Nah. So, I don't think... <laughs> I, I don't think the Europeans went as mental on that, you know? <laughs> Europeans are, like, a lot more low-key. <laughs> you know, I like, I'm not saying anything bad about Australians. You know? <laughs> Australians have... Oh, no, we are. We are. It's We're fucking saying, stupid. It's the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> I, th- I think like Australians have like adopted a lot of. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm probably gonna get so much hate for this, um, <laughs> but a lot, like certain American um, yeah. traits. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not <laughs> saying that about all all Australians, but there's a few Australians amongst mm-hmm. you know living in Australia that, yeah, definitely. But I think it happens everywhere. Just maybe not as much in Europe because I think yeah. Europeans are just like. I don't know. Just they're just European. It's like that's why we need to move to Europe. <laughs> so we need to go to Europe. We so. need to move there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, dude. well, we still got to go to Burning Man. You know when that eventually. Dude, happens. I know. Super bombed out. All right, so we'd all pretty much said that we were gonna all meet at Burning Man. We yeah. had we had the shit like we'd logged in to the thing. We were gonna buy tickets. We didn't buy the first rep. So there was like the pre-sale tickets, which was something like like. 14 grand or something no they end up being like four or five k australian okay yeah i was totally over exaggerating <laughs> then but still see like four or five k and then we we're like all right we'll wait for the second sale which is like the public sale and it's kind of like luck of the draw or whatever but um yeah and then this happened and everything everything's canceled like no sub story on our behalf mm. because the, the the entertainment industry is just gone yeah. Like if you do anything other than sit in front of a camera and talk to people on the internet, then you probably don't have a career right now, which is fucking crazy. Like, yeah, it's hit, yeah. It's hit everything yeah. real hard. Mm. And, you know, especially photography, yeah. like the wedding industry, the wedding industry is Go on. stuffed. Yeah. Just uh, everything obliterated, like yeah. instantly. Yeah. Man, if I wasn't selling presets, I would not have any money right now. Yeah. Nothing. How is the preset business going? It's going, it's not as going, it's not going as well as it was, but it's still going like if I'm running ads here and there, I try to keep it, I try not like overdo it. So mm. because my name is attached to the ads, which yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way to create a separate business entity um, just for that sort of thing, like presets and lights and sound effects, mm. um, which will happen in the next few months. But it's, it's going well, you know, some days like I can run ads and then triple my money. Other days, maybe I lose a little bit of money. Other days, I break even. It's sort of like, I don't know, ebb and flow. It's just the the, the Facebook algorithm sort of works. It's like unpredictable sort of. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still able to earn like a, hot, a pretty decent salary per month. Yeah. Uh, 
That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Uh, Yeah. I actually um, had someone, when you were still living here and we were going to do this in person, um, say to me, oh, do you know Kyle? Can you get me some of his presets? And I'm like, yeah, you can go on his site and fucking buy them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how... How many messages I get? That's insane. So yeah. So for anyone uh, that wants to check out Kyle's work, because it's freaking insane. It is amazing. Um, you can find him on Instagram under Kyle K Y L E Valeres V O double L A E R S. Mate, it's Valeres. Valeres and. Yeah, his um, yeah, Kyle's work is in, it's insane. Like as far as landscape travel photography goes, it's you know it's one of my faves. It's Next level, oh, it's insane. You're the like, only landscape photographer I follow. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, actually, well, there's a couple, but you're definitely the only one that I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm following this guy. <laughs> yeah, man. And even your stuff, like your your recent, like, the stuff that you posted that like underwater with the GoPro. Yeah. I'm like, wow, dude. That's mental. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. Well, I grew up surfing. You know, I grew up in the water since the age of fucking four, whatever. Um, I actually learned to surf in Byron Bay. Awesome. Funnily, oh, wow. funnily enough. Um, and yeah, I just I've been in the water for I don't know twenty something years, and absolutely love it. You know, so it just seems natural for me to grab to really move into underwater photography mm. um so yeah i'm looking i'm sort of hesitating on buying a housing at the moment just because this Canon so R5 might be coming out yeah that as well um <laughs> but i might move i might move from sony over to canon just because canon's colors are better and i like colors yeah well um, sony tends to give off like an orangey yeah. kind of brownie orangey tone on everything yeah, I don't, I don't know. And the images are sharper, you know, like Canon just seems more, it's still digital, but it's, to, for my eyes, it sort of leans more towards like analog looking yeah. images. Mm. I don't know if that, if that makes sense to you, but the, the images that come out of like the Canon 1D X Mark II are just a lot softer mm. and just more pleasing to the eye. And these are like raw files, you know, like, mm. yeah. so I don't know. Sony's just got something super digital about it. Um, maybe the fact that it's mirrorless. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm not really sure. I just, I've, I've used the, the Canon 1DX Mark II. I've used the Sony A7 III side by side and I just way prefer Canon. So. Mm. And it's more durable. Like I was in minus, I don't know, 20 degree weather in Greenland and the Sony just stopped working. And then Another travel photographer, Asa, this girl from Iceland, her 1DX was just like fucking charging along. <laughs> you know? So Actually, like, the, well, the, the, the 1DX is a DSLR though, yeah? Yeah. It's not a mirrorless. No, it's it a is. it's Canon's best professional yeah. camera. Yeah. So, but um, I had the same thing. I was living in Canada and it was like a minus 36 degree night. But it, it uses the 5D batteries, like I was using the 7D at the time, but um, it, it would only last about 25 minutes before the cold would drain all the charge out of the battery. And like, you'd have to keep batteries in your pockets, in your warm jacket and just swap them out. Because I was trying to do like, 
you know, astrophotography and stuff, but the cool just takes the takes yeah. all the power out of your batteries. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's funny the the batteries. I mean, they died pretty quick, but not as quick as I thought. Mm. Um, yeah, they were they were sort of okay, but they don't last near, nearly as long as cameras. Yeah, for sure. and so um, so with your with your gear, mate. Um, I see you're uh, you've got like a sponsorship or um, you're like an ambassador for a couple of brands or how's that, um, how's that work and what brands are you, are you with and how did that all come about? So um, I'm sponsored by Polar Pro or so-called ambassador. Mm. Um, and that actually, it's funny because like I always saw these like Polar Pro ambassadors, you know, and like this is, I'm talking about the beginning of last year before I started traveling. Um, it's crazy because it's, I, I feel like things have changed so much since then. Mm-hmm. But when I left to travel, I was like, yeah, it would be such a dream to be like a polar pro ambassador, you know, <laughs> imagine just like being able to get filters for free essentially <laughs> yeah. um, because they're fucking expensive. <laughs> you know I mean? Like the, the, P, the Peter McKinnon variable ND is like, $500 or something. Like, wow. Yeah. You know? Right. So, um, but it's all like, it's all really, really good quality glass. You know, it's mm. like the filters. I'm not just saying this cause I'm an ambassador, but <laughs> even if I want, that's what they all say. I know. That's why Chris only plugs but, Olympus uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I already owned a lot of Polar Pro stuff again before, um, I became an ambassador, but I just reached out to a mate of mine who was already on the Polar Pro team. Um, and this was when I had 7,000 followers. Yeah. And this was at, this was like uh, May last year. Mm. May last year. Yeah. So I reached out to him and I was like, hey, man, can you put me in touch with Polar Pro? Like, I'd love to try get on the team, you know? And he just gave me the dude's email and I wrote uh, one guy, Paul Maloney. Um, I hope I didn't butcher his name there, but <laughs> I wrote Paul an email saying, like, listen, mate, so, like, I would love to be on the team. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. Not really. Anything. Anything. So, and that's how you get is like, mate, exactly. <laughs> and that's how you get onto any team. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah he got back to me and he was like mate love your stuff like i can see you've got potential or whatever and i, I came onto the team and then since then like the relationship has just grown and yeah they've supported me i've supported them um i'm constantly promoting their stuff which is like great for them so mm. um and it's cool because it's a brand that i believe in and they've always supported me like anytime i need anything I just drop them an email and I have it in the post a few days later, which is crazy, you know? Yeah, that's um, super So cool. shout out to Polar Pro if they ever hear this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then, and then uh, yeah, I recently got onto LoomCube. I don't know if you know LoomCube. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. yeah. I've just got, I try to add, add like a little hair light. I don't know if it's even working. Um, little catch light for mm-hmm. you boys. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I have these around the office all the time. They just like create nice ambient lighting. You know, I can put them wherever. Mm. But mainly they use, you know, for like creative photography out 
outside and putting on your drone, you can do that like crazy beam, uh, long exposure photography, you know, and you send the drone up and you fly it around a tree or whatever. Mm. Um, Yeah. And those are basically the only brands that I'm with now. Um, I would, I would love to, I would love to be on shooting for Canon or Sony, (laughs) preferably Canon. Send a, send Uh, an email, mate. Yeah. Just have a few beers one night and send him an email. Send him an email saying, hey, I'll do anything. Listen, listen, mate, I'll do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, actually, so speaking of catch lights, uh, do you do much portrait photography? Because you are mainly a, a landscape photographer. You know, I, I, too, I have in the past. Um, but I haven't really, like I did a little bit of shooting here in my, oh, there in Melbourne. Mm. Um, we wish you and were here. I really, I really enjoy it. <laughs> I wish I was there just fucking locked down with you boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dude. It's smashing, a good time. It is a good time. <laughs> smashing, smashing beers. I mean, it's, what's the time now? It's half past 10. Yeah. That's all right. Then. Yeah, boy. Good job. <laughs> It's not like we we have a podcast every day of the week, you know? Exactly. <laughs> this is a special occasion. <laughs> you just get this little Krimbergen. Krimbergen? Krimbergen, yeah. Pills or not? Apparently it was... Oh, it's a... It's a uh, no, it's not a pills, no. Fuck, I don't know. It's all in French, whatever. <laughs> 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 um, all right so um yeah cheers man cheers brother so with uh with your with your landscape and your travel photography mate have you got any um you know any words of wisdom for anyone out there that wants to you know get into that or have a look at you know doing that as a you know a potential career or job or i mean not at the moment because the, the whole side. the whole world's <laughs> fucked but after after all of this what do you think yeah d- uh, de- definitely um you know i get this question a lot yeah. like all the time um especially in the dms like uh, people always ask you know how do i do this how do i do, like how do i get to where you are and your first and, answer you know, should be first- to buy my presets. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's funny eh? because sometimes people are like, hey man, can you tell me this, 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 this? They like literally write a fucking list. <laughs> and I'm just like, mate, like all I say is I offer one-on-one online uh, consulting lessons, mm-hmm. like book, book in. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah, everything sure. you want to know it's going to take a fucking hour for me to explain. Mm. So, you know, I don't know. It's a lot of people just fucking think you can, you know, you've got all this time on your hands to sit around and yeah. answer <laughs> these depth questions, you know. <laughs> um, I do. I try to answer as many DMs as I can, you know, but some of them are just like fucking whack. Yeah. Okay. Mm. People, you know, people aren't thinking about what they're writing before they send that DM. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of like advice for people wanting to get into travel photography, I think, you know, first of all, work fucking hard. Mm. Like I can just say that to get where 
I am right now and where I still want to go, it takes a lot of work and a lot of hustle. Like you've got to hustle. And people think that they can just like buy some presets and suddenly grow a massive following. Like I have hustled on Instagram to, yeah. you know, get so not not accepted, but to be a part of like the 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 well known travel photographer community, you know. Mm, yep. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of hustle to get there. And I think like the 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 first thing and one of the main things that you got to take into account is like do not do not chase the numbers because if you're constantly chasing the numbers, your work's not going to improve mm. as fast as it could. You know, mm. work like as hard as you can on the edits and let your work speak for itself. You know, I let I get these messages quite often. People are like, hey man, please follow me and like shout me out. <laughs> yeah, like, same. I yeah. fucking I hate love, that. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, mate, no. Yeah. Like, like I, and quite often I'm just like, I send people voice notes, you know, even if they send me just a, a, a normal DM and mm. I send them a voice note just so they can actually hear how I sound. Uh, yeah, how, <laughs> how angry you are. I am about this. And I'm just like, mate, listen, you got to, first of all, let your fucking work speak for itself. Exactly. You know, that's like, the, the best thing you can do as a photographer is to push your work as hard as you can and let that shine, you know? Don't try, like, swindle your way into getting a following or getting shout-outs or buying shout-outs. Fucking yeah. don't even get me started on that. Um, yeah. We feel you know, this, it really, we feel your pain, brother. Yeah, it just, it, it really comes down to putting in the work and also, you know, repeating what you've seen, repeating formulas that you've seen like yeah, for me when i see another successful travel photographer i study and dissect what they do as a travel photographer mm. how they interact with like the community how they shoot how they edit i literally reverse engineer what they do mm. and try to build that in my workflow and my so-called existence or whatever mm. you know to try because obviously they've taken steps to get to where they are now that Absolutely. work. Yeah. So try to figure out what those steps are yeah. and repeat them yourself, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I tell you one Chris Burkhard wasn't messaging people going, Hey man, can you give me a fucking shout out? It's like hey bro, like yeah. for like, yeah. I'll shout you on my story. <laughs> that is true. Um yeah, because like the, the fact of the matter is with the amount of people there are in the world right now, everyone has done something. Like there's there's definitely someone out there who's done the hard work and you can always look at them and just go, how did he do it? And then because that, that's a formula that works. It's like, you know, nobody's ever out there in the absolute dark and trying to figure it out by themselves. Like, like there's definitely help out there. There's ways to get into those you know, avenues to get to where you want to go. You just need to look for it, like exactly. you said, in hustle. Yeah. And, you know, the steps that I took specifically, um, if I think about it now, were, okay, what a, I, I want to be a travel photographer. So I got to travel. Okay, mm. how am I going to travel? I need to save up money. Okay, cool. I'm going to fucking work my tits off, mm. save up as much money as I can, go travel to these, you know, dramatic and exotic destinations mm. when I can after hustling. Like I worked five years 
on the super yachts um, as a deckhand and then a lead deckhand and eventually a first officer, mm. like 18 hour days, sometimes four months in a row with like three days off, maybe in four months. Mm. Uh, you know, I worked so hard, like mm. for fucking like five years to buy straight to buy the camera gear that I have now to afford to go travel to, you know, invest in that side of my career that I wanted to go into, which was travel and adventure photography. Yeah. And eventually commercial. Um, so like, you know, I think, I think one of the biggest pieces of, of, of advice that I could give is just like find the steps that you need to take, work hard, and like start climbing, you know, don't think about like the whole mountain. Don't think like, Oh, I need a hundred K followers. And then this mm. is like, my career is going to be made. <laughs> Just like think about the next step that you have to take and work hard towards it. And eventually like things will unfold the way they should, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, uh, there's no shortcuts to this. No. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's one no, hard step no at a pre- time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I think that's uh, also what I, I like to say to people as well is when they go, oh, man, it's like the hardest task in the world to do whatever it is they're talking about. And I'm like, that's because you're looking at this whole thing, like this huge yeah. steam train that's coming to smash you over right now. Like, look, you, you need to look at each step. Like what's like you said, like, you know, what's each bit that I got to do first? I got to do this first. I gotta, like I got to get the got to get the gear. I got to know where I want to go. I got to have my plans. You got to have each step pretty much laid out and you don't look at the end goal. Like you have that in sight, but you look at each step. What's next? What do I do next? And hit that as it comes. Go each hurdle with the end of line in sight, but not at the whole track going, fuck, that's a lot of track, you know? <laughs> <laughs> One hundred percent, dude. And like that's sort of I also like firmly believe in like the power of manifestation and you know, if you have your eyes set on a specific goal and like sort of chase that goal or or chase that idea and re- repeat it to yourself on a daily basis as sort of a mantra. Mm. I mean, I'm not gonna go hug the trees outside. Um, but <laughs> you know what I Can mean? Can you it's please like... go hug the trees outside? <laughs> we will wait here. <laughs> I wanna see your note for it. Yeah, though. we you gotta get a note out. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like I've sort of had this um, you know, attitude towards life since I was super young, you know, like, and this was something that was passed down for my mom and for my, for my family. You know, if you really want something like keep your eyes set on it, work hard, but like repeat that to yourself and believe it every day. You know? mm-hmm. and Absolutely. Eventually things like if you, if you hold that energy and you, you, you persistent and you stay positive towards it and whatever the universe like does deliver eventually mm. most of the time. Absolutely. Oh, well, it has, it has for me anyway. Mm. Um, like an example of it is growing up, I wanted to be a professional longboard skater and found out what I needed to do, looked at what professionals were doing, started following the steps, believed it, manifested it. And like two years later, I was sponsored and I was racing and like touring South Africa, you know? That's wow. the coolest. Um, and the same thing with graffiti. Mm. I was like, I want to get good, good at graffiti. What do I do? That's what other guys who are like world-class graffiti artists do. Start knocking out the steps, believe it, manifest it. And then I was like, I don't know, the third or fourth best writer in South Africa. No shit. You know, after yeah. it took, it took 10 years, it took like eight years to get there. Mm. 
but I still got it, you know? Mm. Um, wow. So, is there anything you can't do? <laughs> <laughs> I can't play the piano that well and I'm not going to be trying to manifest that. <laughs> uh, the piano that is the great. hardest thing to play, man. Like, come on. <laughs> No, it was great yeah, when uh, it was great when we got to uh, catch up with you when you were still in Melbourne before all the uh, before all the COVID hit. Mm. And um, yeah, I remember you uh, you telling us some stories about your uh, your super yacht days. Any uh, yeah. any any good stories you want to share with us, <laughs> mate? The super yacht <laughs> days. Oh my god, uh, I've got a gnarly gnarly story. Um, so basically, oh dude, I've got so many stories actually <laughs> the days. me, like the whole, me, the captain and the whole crew decided it was going to be a good idea to get absolutely ratted and just, you know, get super smashed throughout the day, go to like, you know, go to a bar in the afternoon. We were in split Croatia actually. Mm. Um, and we all went out, the whole crew got absolutely wrecked and by like eight nine in the evening we were walking back to go to the town to go to a club and we walked past a massive strip club and we were like yes (laughs) the captain was like like, we're all going (laughs) we all went went inside um and this was in split croatia uh and we walked in and there was like some of the most beautiful girls i've ever seen like just 20 girls lined up, like really nice strip club, no one else inside. And we were like, we're going to party here all night. Yeah. <laughs> and we got like, we just got more and more smashed throughout the whole night, like um, getting lap dancers here and there, like just drinking, getting shots. And, and then the next morning, so yeah, we had an epic, epic night. Mm. The next morning we wake up and uh, the chef comes and he's like, he comes into the crew mess, which is like the main meeting area. Mm. And he's like, I'm missing 6,000 pounds from my account. And we were like, sorry, what? <laughs> what? 6,000 pounds? And the next thing I hear from down the fucking hallway, like another, another person going, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Buddy, what? He's like, they took three, they took four thousand euros from my card, and what? we're like, "What is going?" Wow. on? So everyone scrambles to their accounts, mate. They like so basically what they were doing when we were swiping our cards in the strip club, where they they were basically um, taking like let's say you sign for fifty, but they were somehow making you sign for five hundred. Like most of us like these offshore bank account cards and stuff didn't really have limits. And we were like earning so much. It was, you know, we didn't set limits. Well, uh, most oh, of us didn't, you know, um, um, and they stung the whole crew. Like captain lost two grand. I lost a couple of grand. Um, the, the chef lost 6,000 pounds. The decan lost 4,000. Jesus. Like every, they stung like, they stung us bad. Bro. Hey, man, so, they cleaned up. Good on those guys. <laughs> they hustled. They took your fucking thing in life, man. They hustled. They got the paper. They manifested the good on the day. <laughs> they, they manifested yeah. it. Oh. So, so moral of the story is avoid Croatian, Croatian strip strippers. Clubs. <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> I heard some other stories 
of guys, these two uh, rich English um, businessmen who came over to, I think it was Havar, which is like a huge party island. And they got stung like even worse, like 20 grand each or something. Wow. But Shit. they got police involved. We tried, like our, uh, our engineer was Croatian. He was actually from Split. And yeah. he was like, oh no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to get the money back. I'm going to get the money back. Uh. And then found out who owned the strip club and he's like no 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 i'm not gonna get the money <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the heaviest uh croatian mafia that like pretty much owned the police yeah um so wow. yeah that was that we waved goodbye to all that money and and moved on oh that's um, brutal man that is brutal yeah. and so when you so when you say super yachts what are, what are we talking like how big are these things that you're working on how much money are they worth oh mate uh the, the boat i was on Solomar at the time 62 meters nice. um massive boat um and i think that sold for 150 million euros Right. Just a lazy, just a, you know what? It was a, probably a Croatian mafia guy <laughs> who owned a couple of strip clubs. <laughs> it, it's funny because the the boats the boats sold for a lot less than it should have because our owner at the time uh, was a Russian, not a Russian broker. He was he owned a. I can't remember what sort of agency he owned. It was like a, a, a retirement fund. Yeah, and he was basically. He was basically taking all this money from all these people and like like all this money that's supposed to be going into their retirement. I'm, I'm not laughing about it, but it's just the story is so crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he uh, he just bought super yachts. Like, <laughs> what the he just hell? Put all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then the government, like, literally like Putin and, and other like Russian, you know, officials and like the government were after him. Uh, and he fled the country, fled Russia, and went into hiding. And this happened while I was on the boat. Um, and like, dude, like, like government officials in Croatia, um, just kept, we were in Sibenik, a small town in Sibenik, mm. um, and they just all pulled in and locked the boat up. Like they chained the they chained the props, they chained the, the whole boat to the to the dock, and the whole crew got fired. And what? That was that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they seized the boat, like Interpol. I think it's Interpol. Yeah, like, just yeah, came it would be, yeah. Both never saw the Russian owner again. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's connected or something. Who knows? That's insane. Um, but yeah. he was he was being chased by like, you know, Putin and that whole gang. Yeah, I wouldn't um, want to be chased. No. <laughs> if there's anybody in the world that you would say, who do you definitely not want to be chased by? It would be Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure that guy rides great white sharks to work. Like, I've seen photos. It's legit. <laughs> especially especially now that he's been voted in to be for president until he's like 90 or something. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, you just, you don't want to mess with Russians, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. overall, in general. Mm. I, th um, I think, though, we would like to go to Russia to shoot because Russian... Models are just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't it's get fun, it. It's funny that because I was listening to I was listening to this podcast uh, between a few a few of these comedians the other day. I can't remember if it was like Chris uh, Chris Delia and a few oh, yeah. other guys, but they were talking. I probably butchered his name as well. Uh, <laughs> but they were, 
<laughs> how they went on a trip to to Moscow, and they were walking around, and they were leaving the airport, and they were seeing, you know, uh, adverts of like Charlize Theron and like these famous actresses, and then they were looking at just like the woman walking around on the streets, going like, what you know, what's going on here? We've got to. In, in their eyes, at, with that perspective, only fives on the board yeah. and it's perfect ten. Around. They were like trying, they couldn't comprehend, you know, what was really like going on just because the, the level, um, I mean, everyone's beautiful. Everyone's got a different yeah. perspective of what beauty is. Yeah. But I think like the, the mix of culture and, um, you know, Asian background also mixed, mixed into Russia. Yeah. That it just gives Russians a very like strong distinctive look yeah. which i think a lot of people are very beautiful you know so mm. um they were just saying how you streets and there's just like I, I don't really like to give i never judge girls by numbers really yeah, i don't yeah. really <laughs> but you're quoting a comedian here but exactly yeah. um and they, these guys were just saying like yeah there's just perfect tens everywhere you know just walking down the streets they're just mm. uh, yeah like a whole nother realm mm. um but you don't mess with so yeah. their dads no you don't mess with all the, their the vladimir Russians. putins you just don't mess with them yeah i get locked in a dungeon for like three years and disappear off the face of the planet <laughs> yeah. no thank um, you no nah. <laughs> but yeah it's uh yeah moscow moscow would be a good time as a as a portrait photographer Yes. Yeah. As, as soon as this, as soon as this, all this goes up, we need to plan a Euro trip. <laughs> yeah. We're going to Moscow, and we're going to come see you wherever you'll be at the time. Dude, one, I'll just be here in France. I think. <laughs> what are uh, what are your plans, mate? Coming up, like once everything hopefully sort of calms down and we get back, the world gets back to a bit of normality. What uh, what have you got on the cards? Well, I'm uh, I'm looking at planning a few um, photo workshops in Greenland and Iceland mm. for next year. Yeah, that'd be, another that'd company be horrible. From, from Iceland. Um, I'm also doing a few group trips, hopefully, with a company called Trova Trip. So, like, basically what Trova Trip is, is they use your audience to leverage how they plan the trips. So, I don't know if you guys saw recently, I ran a survey on my stories saying, oh, yeah. like, let's travel together, um, swipe up to fill out the survey. survey. I did see that, yeah. And... Um, Basically, anyone can just fill out the survey and then like popular vote sort of gives Trova Trip an idea of where most people want to go. Yeah. And then they design a trip uh, for you um, based on all those stats. So, fucking, I'm just hoping everyone wants to go to Namibia. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. You, um, you got to drop yeah. subtle hints in there. It's like, oh, I've heard Namibia is pretty good around mm. this time of year. So. Yeah. No, I, yeah, either Namibia or Morocco. Like, I just love the desert. Yeah. Like, you, for me, you just can't, like, sand dunes and, like, minimal landscapes and, mm. like, the just the, the textures of dunes and deserts are just fucking insane for me. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Actually, it's either got, like, icebergs or sand dunes, nothing in between. <laughs> the rest can get fucked. What about, <laughs> what about sandbergs and ice dunes? <laughs> It's like, yeah, just any minimal landscapes. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely, I'm quite drawn towards minimal photography. Yeah, um, your your desert shots are insane. We were saying this before. Yeah. you jumped on. 
Yeah, I and you know back then I was I had no idea what I was doing. Really? Because like, it looks it, like you're fucking doing yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> don't you, don't you no, hate I that? To- don't you hate that though? Like you you look back on stuff that you've done previously, you're like fuck. If I only yeah. knew what I know now back then, I would have smashed it. Like it's the same for right. like it's the same. Like I look back on work that I did, and I'm like. Man, if I wish I wish I could go back and do that again with what I know now mm-hmm. and where I'm at now, and it would just you know I'd get a much better feeling you'd for it. it. You'd kill it, but it's all part of the learning process, eh? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we hiked like five hours because uh, I walked with nomads through the desert for like four days, <laughs> uh, documenting these four nomads um, and creating a film for uh, a tourism company that you know sort of uh, contract these nomads out to take tourists on a proper nomadic adventure yeah right which if you guys want to fucking get deep and like dirty in the desert you gotta experience this it's wild you know mm. you leave just on camp well, you don't ride the camels but the camels like carry a lot of the the tents you call it like a caravan yeah uh, and yeah you just walk directly into the Sahara um, for four days. That's insane. And you you don't walk in and out. You just walk in and then like four by fours come and fetch you. Oh, Um, wow. Okay. Because it's like pretty, you you walk quite deep, you know? Mm. Um, And yeah, it's just insane. You know, you you spend a lot of the time during the day walking side by side with the nomads and the camels, like Mm. just across desert, open Sahara desert plains, you know? And it's, uh, and there's just like hundreds of wild camels out there and that's insane. it's just crazy dude it's a it's a whole nother uh world you yeah. don't have any cell phone reception um and yeah i think that's like in the past if i can remember the most grounded i've felt in the past five years yeah. that's probably the most like grounded i've felt you know yeah just yeah, no yeah. Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi connections, <laughs> yeah. no distractions. Absolutely. Just like deserts. It, it, it's crazy yeah. how much uh, minimalism just makes you feel like how much of a wanker you've been for the past, you know, five years worrying about. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have no 4G here. I have to walk <laughs> exactly. outside. Makes you yeah, I did. think about, you know, probably um, the little things about how fucking, you know, silly you can be about those things sometimes, you know. And so those stories are on uh, on your Instagram. You can check them out on your stories, on your featured stories. Yeah, you can go just go to the Sahara one, and you can see the whole trip. Yeah, nice. Um, and if you go onto the Walking with Nomads YouTube, there's you can, or if you just type in uh, Walking with Nomads and Cave and Hastling, um, it should come up on YouTube, and you can watch the video that we mm. created. Um, and yeah, it's like ever since that trip, I've just been yearning to get back into the desert, you know? Um, but I, I've been looking at, um, the Algerian, which is like the landscapes out there, like the most, the most insane landscapes I've seen from the photos I've seen. Yeah. Uh, it's like proper Mars landscape. I mean, Jordan is, Jordan is quite insane. But I think the Algerian Sahara just takes it to like a whole nother level. And because of sort of where Algeria is and, you know, what people think of the country, it's sort of been frowned upon as being sort of dangerous. Mm. Um, 
in certain parts of the Sahara. Um, but if you go out there with the and stuff, I think it should be fine. And like, whatever, fuck it. I'm like, I want to go anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just because it's it, it just looks incredible, you know. It's like yeah. these like these sharp spires, like rock spires, just like shooting out of sand dunes. So it's like a mix between rock and sand dune, and like these crazy arches. Yeah, just type in Algerian Sahara and Google, and you'll like you know, blow a load. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is next level desert. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's about time. Yeah. But um, thanks for joining us, man, from uh, the other side of the planet in uh, isolation purposes to talk about nudity and photography and otherwise other awesome stories. Yeah, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I think to hop on again with you boys, catch up in a couple of months. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Because we're going to be doing this more as well. Like, we're going to do some more episodes yeah. more frequently now that, like, we've got a new uh, podcast set up and everything. Like, well, we've had one episode too, but that was six <laughs> months ago. But <laughs> we're, yeah, I mean, I mean, even though we're still in lock, lockdown, like, yeah, Wilson and I are still working our nine to five. So, yeah, we're not, uh, we're not, completely locked down but mm. um we do have a bit more time on our yeah. hands now so we'll uh yeah pump out some more podcasts so and we'll definitely get you back definitely on. definitely get you back on you're one of the coolest people i know for <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome guys yeah it's been a been an absolute pleasure uh my first podcast i've ever done anyone ever so <laughs> nice. sorry for that. No, well thanks thanks, um, thanks for sharing man yeah thanks yeah, no worries. And, and for uh, everyone again yeah. to uh, check out, yeah, Kyle on uh, on Instagram, and um, yeah, you will get addicted to his work like we are. Absolutely. All right. Appreciate and, it, guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, see you all next time. Cheers, man. <laughs>